0: The following podcast is brought to you in part by a grant from the Richard P. Neely Foundation. Richard P. Neely was a notorious uh, criminal and eventual United States Congressman. Richard P. Neely, known best as the peeing congressman for his frequent urinations in the halls of Congress, amassed a massive fortune by being repeatedly run over by local wealthy people. (laughs) Richard P. Neely. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your lawsuits. From such a gentle thing, from such a fountain of all delight, my every pain is born. Michelangelo. It took Michelangelo around four years to paint The Last Judgment atop the Sistine Chapel. This piece only took four years to make and survived nearly half a millennia. In the last few weeks, we've started to see a picture painted of a person, a person named Brian Lind. He was a loving brother, a cantankerous roommate, an isolated loner, and maybe still a lover. Brian was complex. Most people are. He was a piece that took 47 years to create and only one day to disappear. Brian Lind, a 47 year old bungee jumper and tactical paper mache enthusiast was on his way to a Rainforest Cafe in Tyson's Corner, Virginia, when he went missing. Okay, we are back. Welcome back to the podcast. How are, how are you doing today, buddy?
1: Oh, I'm doing okay. Catch everybody up. I'm, I'm still working on some scientific experiments involving bungee jumping. I think last time we checked in, I was using fruit, both dropping fruit, having it tethered to rubber bands, and also what you might, what in layman's terms, slingshotting grapes at my neighbor's apartment. That's sort of breaking it down if you're not uh, if you're not somebody who regularly watches Mythbusters, I'm sort of trying to break it down for simpletons. But uh, basically, I'm um, launching any produce I can using two large rubber bands um, and sticks at my neighbors to see if bungee jumping does also equate to slingshotting. Okay. In case that uh, what happened to Brian.
0: In- interesting. So would you say your theory is that In some capacity, he was slingshotted away in like some sort of bungee jumping accident? Yes.
1: I mean, if I'm able to launch grapes, uh, pears, plums, kumquats across the street into the bedroom of the 13-year-old who I suspect has been stealing my subscriptions to adult magazines, there's no telling what somebody who committed their life to bungee jumping could be capable of doing possibly launching themselves into cuba or some other uh region where we we have no access.
0: Mhm. Sure. I I think that's a great you know that's a great avenue to go down because you know a lot of drug runners will they'll they'll fire drugs with like a catapult over the border and I think similarly that could be done across one border, one area into a different country if we're trying to get rid of a man or possibly a man's body.
1: That's right. I, Wow. I'm glad I ran this by you. I did not even consider uh, that his corpse may have been launched uh, onto another island uh, or land menace.
0: Yeah. When you were saying that, all I pictured was, um, I don't know if you've played a video game where like a character will fling and their arms and legs will be flopping around as they fly through the air. That's what I pictured Brian's lifeless body doing.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's entirely possible. I have not played that video game. Uh, As you know, uh, I only play Metal Gear Solids, But I am familiar with the reference.
0: Yeah. And if you've never seen owen playing metal gear solid it's a treat he gets in that box and he just runs around he barely does any of the spy work he just hides in the little cardboard box and he'll pop out you know and then he'll just go right back into it and it's it's a treat it really is a treat
1: that's uh, that's right yeah how about you How how have you been
0: i've been very very good i have been going through the case files so as you know as listeners know last week we had on uh, police officer con- in connection with the case, and he actually provided a lot of the police files, his personal police files, not the official ones, his personal police files to us. And I have been trying to read through those. As you know, I get uh, very sleepy when I read. So for me, the big struggle with this has just been like, I'll try to get a page a day in, but if I start reading too much stuff, I'll just go right to bed.
1: Yes, so We're yeah, uh, famously known for falling right asleep. Uh, three words.
0: Yeah, I. It's. I will. I'll be reading. It's just like they found blood at, and then I'm right in bed. I'm right in the Z land, and it's. So it's going a little harder than I thought it would, but you know that's investigations. Sometimes they're not as easy as you think they're going to be.
1: No. No. Um, Have you made it through... I know you were also... um, What book were you reading for leisure?
0: You're talking about... Oh, goodness. uh, The uh, Art of War Competitive Bowling Edition?
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes. Have you made it through that?
0: I did, actually. Because that's a lot more pictures than you think. Um, They do a beautiful job of illustrating you know, how to get the high ground in bowling. Because a lot of it's about equating the art of war into bowling terms. And so you've got to get the high ground. You have to suss out your enemy, spend weeks researching your enemy, um, knowing the lanes, but you need photos for that, you know? Right. right. Yes. So, but when, as soon as we, for listeners at home, you know, we are both, Uh, We both have ankle monitors. We are both under house arrest right now in relation to our last Mm -hmm. investigation. But I am looking forward to becoming a competitive bowler when this is all out. Because I think I got the chops.
1: I think so. I absolutely do. I I look forward to watching you rise to the ranks of um, professional supreme bowler.
0: Thank you. That means a lot. Well, listen, I, I think there's no better time to bring on our guest than right now. Um, oh, go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, let us know, um, you know, your relation to the case.
2: Oh, uh, thank you so much for having me. My name is Marilyn Makowski. Um I was a neighbor. So sorry. I was a neighbor of, of Mr. Lin's. Um, I, sh- I shouldn't say was because he's just missing, right? We don't know. If he's um if he's coming back,
0: no, we don't know yet. Um, so you know, obviously we're we're rooting for him to come back if if that's an option, but he might be dead. We don't know.
1: but you are currently his neighbor, I believe,
2: yeah, I'm his neighbor. and um I also. Uh, knew him through my arts and crafts endeavors because I um, not only do I work at the Party City in the Joanne Fabric in town part time, but I also help run the arts and crafts program at the library. Um, so I, yeah, I got to know him him through through that. Oh, interesting.
1: Did he frequent the, the library then?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay okay we didn't know that what what kind of stuff would you say he'd get typically
2: um oh from the library or from from party city or oh okay
0: he came to all of your jobs
2: well well um so now i don't want to i don't know if this is information you need to have but um my sister always thought that mr lind had a crush on me So he would, he would be around, um, but we were both very passionate about paper mache and arts and crafts. So I would mostly see him at the library uh, for my arts and crafts nights and at Party City to, to get supplies.
1: So you would see him at three places, at your home and then at where you worked and then at where you volunteered.
2: That's correct. I saw a lot of him. Well, I didn't see, you know what I mean. I, I would like to see a lot. I, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say things like that right now. Um, just, I just, I would see a a lot of him. Um, and he would see a lot of me, um, sometimes, uh, through windows. And, um, we had a special relationship is, is basically what I'm saying. And, and I miss him. So which
1: came first living next door? It sounds like he was just peering in the window of either the library and or the party city. Where where did you first encounter Brian?
2: Well, sorry, I'm getting the giggles now because um, we were neighbors first. um, And when I told him that I worked at the or volunteered at the library rather he um he made it a point to come check out what I did and I knew that he was very into outdoorsy things um my son is a manager at REI and so he would see him quite a bit um there getting his bungee supplies and whatnot but um he he took a sudden interest in crafting um so it was first the the very neighborly encounters and then that had evolved into seeing one another at the library and then he would um, come pay me visits at work, but, um, you know, he always kept it, kept it decent. So sometimes people get lonely. It's sure. is all I'm saying.
0: I mean, that's, that's a revelation. Cause from what we've known of Brian, you're the first person we know that he's been ring- linked to in even a passively romantic way. Um, Arguably even a positive way.
2: Oh, really? Oh, did he not have a, a great reputation?
0: Well, um, we've obviously we don't know the whole story, but his roommate did tell us that because he was a sort of a slender man, that he would stand outside of his roommate's door and wait for him to say something bad about Brian, and then Brian would scoot in and yell at him and you know really really lay into him about some stuff. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, that's, that is a side of him I didn't see. I did see the slender side. I know that he's a very slender uh, man. Not to be confused with the slender man. My God. Um, but he, uh, he seemed very gentle oh. to, to me. So that's surprising.
0: I'm curious, what, what would you describe like an interaction with him like? When he would come in, would he, how would he greet you?
2: Um, well... I guess I suppose he would often, um, I'm shy, right? So I appreciated this. If he was coming into party city, he would sort of, um, stand outside for a while and kind of just, just look at me and and I would look at him and then he would come inside and I would say, can I help you, sir? And then he'd say, just looking and then he'd look around and, um, and then, uh, eventually I would, I would assist him with some paper mache, uh, Enthusiast products and then he would um, you know glues and and things of that nature Um, uh, And then he would come to the checkout and he would always uh, point at my name tag and say Thank you, Marilyn I'll be seeing you soon and and I would say uh, Thank you uh, Mr Uh, Lind Uh, Because I never knew if he was involved with anyone else you see let me
0: can I try something that can I try something here? And you just let me know if this is what you think would be a good interaction. I'll play Brian.
2: Absolutely. And
0: you play yourself. And let's say we're we're at the party city. Or the Joannes. He came to the Joannes of the Party
2: City. You know, he wasn't too enthusiastic about the Joannes. Okay. Um, which, you know, now some people say that maybe he wasn't super into the paper mache and he had ulterior motives. I don't know. But he uh, you know. He, he wasn't too big on on sewing. It was more so the, uh, the papier-mâché. And you can, I mean, you can make so many things out of papier-mâché. He would make potpourri bowls and pinatas and a piggy bank and uh, sort of like a little taxidermy uh, giraffe head. He made one of those once, um, left it in the yard for me. I do believe sorry go ahead you were you were you were going to
0: oh no I uh before we do that uh he left you a severed uh paper mache giraffe's head in your yard
2: well it was cute it wasn't you know it wasn't it wasn't severed um because it, it never had a body I don't think
1: did you get the feeling that it didn't have a body because he ran out of materials or he intentionally only made the head
2: well now that's a good question um Well, I thought it it was just one of those heads that you hang out on the wall, and it was kind of, it's in my dining room. Oh.
1: Is this a life-size paper
0: mache giraffe head?
2: Yeah, so, but now that I think of it, that's a slightly, that could be slightly disturbing if he decided to only create the head and not create the body, because I know how much product he, he purchased. I know he had enough. Huh.
0: Interesting. That's very interesting. If you don't mind, I mean, would you feel comfortable going through this scenario? If you're not, Owen and I can do it and you can tell us if it's true, if this is an accurate representation or, or.
2: I feel like I might be able to, to, to listen better if you, if you two do it. Sure.
0: Um, Owen, would you be Marilyn and I'll be Brian? Absolutely.
2: Oh, I loved it. Oh, I loved it. I'm sorry. I never, people don't ever do impressions of me and i
1: Marilyn, if I could just get a little background uh, to help me with the character, what do you typically Mm. eat for breakfast? Um, What do you listen to on the way to work?
2: Um, mm -hmm. Oatmeal. Okay. um, Dolly Parton, Greatest Hits, or NPR. Okay. Um, If I'm feeling a little saucy, I go for um, some some Enya. Okay. Okay. Um, and is there
1: another question? How long have you worked at Party City and what do you, what, what, what do you have to wear at Party City and who's the favorite person to work with and your least favorite person to work with?
2: Oh gosh. Well, I, you know, I wear my polo, um, and my vest and you have to wear a certain kind of pant. Um, you have to wear something that's breathable. Um, it has pockets, but it also looks, uh, uh, our store wears black pants. Some stores wear khaki. Mm. Um, so I wear that. Um, and I've been working there, gosh, for, oh, uh, I don't know, probably, tw- you know, 25 or so years. It started as a part-time gig and here we are. Oh.
1: Um,
2: and you know, my favorite person to work with there is my, is my ex-husband. Um,
0: is it because of your relationship? Do you still have feelings for your ex-husband?
2: Well, I still live with him as well. But I, you know, feelings as in, feelings as in, you know, I love to have him there and, and we care for one another, but I'm not, I'm with him, but I'm not with him, if you know what I mean.
0: Well, yeah, I was wondering who that man puttering around in the background was. I suppose that, that is mm. your ex-husband?
2: That's him. Mm-hmm. Oh. Would you please... They because they can hear you. Would you please be quiet? Just go to the other room. I'm sorry,
1: Marilyn, For just for reference, we can't hear a peep out of that man. Um, oh,
2: well, he's very quiet. Okay. I don't even know that Brian, uh, Mr. Lynn, knew about him actually.
0: No, oh, I mean I, I can't imagine if I was, you know, in interested in a woman and she was still living with her ex-husband, I would feel maybe a little uncomfortable.
2: I just thought, he, he, I, you know, when you put it that way, sure. Nobody wants a scandal, right? Nobody nobody wants a scandal.
0: No, of course, not in a town like this. Um, well, if you don't mind, let's... I'm just curious what this interaction's like. If you don't mind, let's let's act it out and then you let us know how accurate it is. Because I'm trying to get a better understanding of Brian.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 okay.
0: Um, so we're in a party city, and maybe you're behind the register. and uh, Yes. Uh, uh, hello there. Hello.
1: Oh, hello, Mr. Lind. I didn't see you. I spilled oatmeal on my uh, khaki pants. I was, I've been working nine to five for the last twenty five years here
0: and some
2: accurate accurate I'm so sorry. I'm just so impressed. Thank okay, you. go Thank ahead.
0: That is a that is a thing you would say too, Brian.
2: I did I do often spill oatmeal, which um, you know, would be would be easier to deal with on a khaki. But okay. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Hmm. This is fun. Not him being missing. That's not fun. But this is fun. Okay. All right.
0: Oh uh yes I see you um seem to have stained your, your khaki pants. Um, it really hugs your legs in a way that I find most pleasing. Um, so I guess I'm just getting, I'm getting some glue today. Um, yes, I'm, um, I'm just gluing some things around the house.
2: Um, These are all so accurate. Now, um, you know, now I miss them more, so, but that, yeah.
0: Uh, I like your name tag. It says your name and um, looks good where it's located at.
1: Thank you. Yes. My favorite coworker who may or may not be my ex-husband. um didn't notice it this morning. So we're not talking. So thankfully I don't have to ask him to get you anything else. Other than the glue that you already have,
2: it's 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 like you know me and him. So that's
0: yeah. In my mind, he he sort of he sort of shuffled away at that point. Like that was the end of his. He, he would sort do of
2: a, a lot of shuffling. Yeah,
0: he just yeah. sort of awkwardly walked away as if the conversation had ended, but he in no way, no in no way was that expressed through the dialogue.
2: No, it was never over. Uh, yeah, it, it, yeah. in fact, there was a series of notes that went back and forth from my home to his home saying, um, it was never over. Um, he accused my ex-husband of leaving the note at his home, but then I, you know, he left one for me, and so I took that as a sign of our, our budding relationship.: mm-hmm. um,
0: Wait, I'm a little confused. You got a note in your home that says it's never over. Or he got a note in his home that said, it's never over.
2: Well, well, first he said that he found one at his home, uh, saying it was never over. Right. And so then, then I got one at my home saying, no, I'm saying it was.
1: So each of you got a note indicating that it was over, but disagreeing with each other that it was over.
2: Can you guys edit this out?
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> none of this. I flatly refuse. But that's part of the process. Yeah.
2: Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not being
1: free media. We're not going to cut this into a fancy little clip for
0: a meme.
2: I'm sorry. I'm getting so emotional. um No,
0: you were. It's okay. We.
2: Well, and I feel, what does my nephew say? I feel I've TMI'd you Oh,
0: right, sure. Oh, no, (laughs) you're fine. We are more than happy to hear the truth of what's happening. We want to know the truth, and the truth is ugly, and it's messy, you know?
2: Well, what I'm saying is I, all right, well, I shouldn't say this because I don't want to send anybody, you know, I don't want to incriminate anyone, but what I'm saying is I think there may have been a little bit of um, beef betwixt, you know, my ex-husband and and mr lind
0: interesting
2: Hmm. i'm shaking i'm just sorry
1: what is your uh, your ex-husband works at party city does he do anything else
2: you know every once in a while he goes camping um and he'll be gone just for you know days and days and so i enjoy that because i enjoy crafting and it takes up a lot of space in the in our home all all on the dining room table you know the other day I had a bunch of glitter laid out you 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 should have seen how perturbed he was so um he'll go camping for for days at a time he comes home and his clothes are just uh covered in you know rust stains and fish blood and things of that nature so that's a big you know that's quite a pain in the in the in the derriere but um yeah sorry what was the question
1: what else your ex-husband does?
2: Oh, that's about it. He watches a lot of, uh, he watches a lot of sort of like Jeopardy reruns and kind of like true crime shows, which, you know, a lot of those shows were on Lifetime. And I would say, you know, hon, or, you know, that's television for women. And he'd say, I watch what I want to watch. So... He's not, you know, he doesn't have to, you know, subscribe to gender norms. And I suppose I, I mean, we're living together. We're not together. So I, I think we're rather progressive people.
0: Yeah. You sound like it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you know your ex to be sort of an angry or jealous man?
2: Um, well, not, you know, not, not super. Right. I don't, give us an example of something
1: that he might have done that you might consider to be jealous or angry.
2: You know, well, when we got divorced, he said, well, if I can't have you, I'm still going to live with you. And I said, <laughs> you know, well, whatever, because, you know, he was paying half the rent. So. Did he
1: say it maliciously? That sounds slightly pathetic to me. Did it? Was it said in anger?
2: Well, he was weeping at the time, now that I, you, oh, he's, get back in there. He is snooping on this, get back in there. I'm so sorry.
0: No, it's fine. I saw the little, uh, I guess, one of those pirate telescopes You that a pirate holds up on a thing and, and just sort of- He's just
2: poking he's it. Just poking he's it. just poking, poking it into the right frame.
0: In. Yeah, I saw that.
2: Into the frame as if I can't see it. Thank you for acknowledging that. Get out of my business. Oh. Salmon. Okay, all right. He was wondering what we were going to have for dinner later. So.
0: Yeah, Marilyn. It it seems like a not a, a particularly healthy living environment. Have you considered moving?
2: Well, you know, it, here's the thing: is I have needs as well. Okay, and I'm not again not trying to TMI you, but sometimes it's nice to have a warm body next to you, and if mr lind who i pray is gonna make it safely back to us couldn't make a move then you know what's a lady to do
0: i guess uh you gotta lay with a guy who maybe has some fish gut stains on their body
2: Mm -hmm. well i guess so
0: listen there's no judgment here in regards to that i mean We've both been under house arrest for quite a while, and uh, I know Owen is feeling it. I don't know if you heard up top, but a, a local boy has been stealing his adult magazines, and
2: that's uh, just not acceptable. Yeah,
1: Ned agreed to make a trade, and he has not fulfilled his end of the bargain, um, which is thievery to me. So,
2: and that you know, that just goes to speak volumes about the younger generations and how. Disrespectful they can be, and what really needs to happen is he needs to just have a conversation with his parents about all that. You know, if he's curious about about what a lady looks like naked, then that he needs to, you know, I agree. he needs to ask some questions. I
1: agree. If he's curious as to what a woman looks like naked, painted up as a clown, engaging in other acts with women painted up as clowns, then he can get his own subscription, <laughs> or ask his
2: parents he can right he can mow lawns you know mm-hmm. he can he can go door to door and see if people want them their mailboxes painted or you know there's there are ways to to make a living and i just don't understand yes. you know
0: yeah i agree i just want to when i was a young man i used to go door to door painting mailboxes i'd paint paint them blue, I'd paint them green, whatever they wanted. And that's how you make a living in this country. It's
2: that is how. That is how. You were crafting.
0: I was crafting. Yes. I I like to craft. A
2: lot of people, yeah, think that men don't like to craft and they do.
0: No, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Um I've been a little bit getting into uh, tactical paper mache and you know I kind of make it my own. I'll put some glitter mm. on a like a ninja SAR.
2: Of course you will.
0: Yeah, if I'm making, like, say, uh, a paper mache Kitana, I will paint it pink and Mm -hmm. maybe cover it with roses.
2: And there's nothing wrong with that. Now, you said earlier that uh, Mr. Lin's roommate was making fun of them. Was it because of his his preference for crafting and and making his gear out of... Out of paper mache?
0: No, as far as we can tell, it had a lot to do with uh, this. Is obviously uh, probably information you didn't know. Uh, his roommate was dating his sister, and oh. also his roommate.
2: What else? His roommate
1: was a little bit of an asshole.
2: Oh, 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 well, excuse your friend. You know, I try and
1: respect <laughs> journalism of objectivity, but that guy was just a real. Butthead,
2: he was a pain in the derriere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No,
0: he was a bad musician and a worse novelist. Uh, we we had the unfortunate pleasure of listening to some of his music.
2: Oh, I'd love to hear it. I'm sort of an indie enthusiast. I just want to get to know. I just I would love to get to know more. Well, I about
1: believe him. he lives next door to you. So,
2: <laughs> but I don't see him.
1: You don't.
0: No. Interesting. Hmm.
2: But maybe I'm not looking. You know, I'm always looking for. For Brian,
0: his name is Cormac. He's sort of a wiry fellow. Um, As far as we can tell, he sneaks middle schoolers in to play music for his band. Have you seen them like bringing in amps or anything into the place?
2: Come to think of it, I do. I have seen some children over there, and I just assumed that you know Mr. Lind had some, some nephews or nieces or something who, you know, were helping him helping him out.
0: No, I pretty sure those are Cormac's band. And he've they've been I've been getting the emails like the I'm on some sort of newsletter list now. I don't know how he got it my email exactly, but it uh I think now they're called Space Sky is the name of the band, which pick one, right?
2: Yeah, I don't yeah, that's not that's redundant. Yeah,
0: that's what I thought. But so that- yeah, so just be aware there is uh That happening next door,
2: a child, a band of children.
0: Yeah, an adult who has, because he is a substitute teacher at a middle school, he has a band made exclusively of middle school children.
2: So it's sort of like School of Rock. It's a less fun
0: version of that. Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh. He tried to
0: pass it off as School of Rock.
2: Oh well, that's a really that have you watched? That's a really good film. It holds up.
0: It's a good movie. I think it's also a Broadway play now, too. I believe it's sold out to Broadway.
2: I always dreamed that uh, Brian and I could go to a Broadway show. My husband would never take me. But, you know, every once in a while, I guess I would catch my my ex-husband sort of glaring out the window and kind of kind of growl, like with a grimace on his face, sort of like Clint Eastwood in that one, in that grumpy movie where he plays the, the grump.
0: Oh, Gran Torino?
2: Yeah, where he's just... He, you know. Wow!
0: First guess
1: on the Grumpy Clint Eastwood
2: movie. That was the one. Yeah. I think he
0: sings the the end title to that song, that movie as well. I believe
1: so. To mm. his car, if I'm not mistaken, or something.
0: Yeah, it's a song oh. to a car, and he and he mostly just like growl sings a song.
2: Oh, that's and that is what my. My ex-husband, that is how he sings. Is he just growl? You know, he kind of looks like Clint Eastwood. And I, you know, we more so just don't agree on some things. But he would just stare out the window, uh, you know, and sort of grimace. And that always kind of excited me. So I would look at him, but I never looked at what he was looking at. So I sort of wonder who he was grimacing at through the window.
0: According to our information, you were the last person to see Brian alive.
2: I was. Yeah.
0: Can you tell us about that interaction?
2: Well, okay. Well, we had had an arts and crafts night at the at the library, and uh, he was making all sorts of crazy things. You know, I'm helping children with their pinatas and their little. Uh, you know, one girl said, "I'm going to make myself a a coat of armor out of paper mache," and I said, "Well, that's a you know that's a big task, but we can do that." And he was making all sorts of like you know rope and he was it looked like he was trying to fashion sort of the bottom of a raft and all sorts of things and so I I was helping him just make them more festive looking I, I couldn't quite make out all that he was making but it looked like a bunch of of you know you know it just looked like something that he could be using for some kind of adventuring he was going to be doing and so I asked if he wanted me to help him load it up into the car and um He said no so you know he said don't don't touch it you know don't uh you could get your fingerprints on it and i um so that's the last time that you know that was the last time the last time and i said well where are you going and he said you know none your business miss Marilyn. and i said well please be careful and he said well Damn it, I'm just going to Rainforest Cafe. And I said, I don't believe you.
1: Why didn't you believe him?
2: Because he had all this gear in the back of his truck.
1: Possibly just wanted to have a delicious meal before going bungee jumping.
2: Yes. So I said, if you are going there, make sure to get the quesadilla because that's really good. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But he never made it there. No. (laughs) As, As far as I know. He never made it there. So but the fingerprints thing is kind of silly, right? Like what if somebody was out to to get him, you know, and he didn't he wanted to make sure people didn't think it was me. So that was kind, I suppose. But who would want, you know, who would want to do anything to harm him, you know?
0: Yeah. Marilyn, that's very interesting. We talked to we talked to Brian's brother, and it seems so his brother manages an erotic bookstore. Mm-hmm. And it seems that it is a mob-owned erotic bookstore, and oh. Brian seemed to have some issues with the mobs, you know, the owners of that store. Had Had you heard any, had anyone else, anyone ever come around asking about Brian?
2: Um, actually, yeah, come to think of it, it, you know, and I was afraid that people were aware of our little window romance, because every once in a while somebody would knock on my door looking for him and I would say, well, are you looking for this guy? And you know, my ex-husband would come out, you know, and, uh, and, and, you know, Drew would come out and I, and I, they would say, not him, you know, younger and more handsome. And I would say next door.
0: Real quick. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed this, but there's a vent behind you and it appears that your ex-husband has crawled into that vent and he is looking at you through it.
2: (laughs) No, you get, get back in the, go watch TV in the back. And that's why we bought that flat screen TV. And if you don't want, you get back there. The internet is working fine.
0: Uh, and you have like a, a broom. You just, you seem very comfortable brooming him away.
2: Yeah, no, you get, get, he is a snoop. You are a snoop. You get back, get back. I had to knock him out a little. I'm sorry, what were you? For? What were we
0: no I, it's it's fine, it's absolutely fine.
2: he's fine. He's taking a nap now, so he's
1: fine. I'm sorry. is that Dunn's hat made of paper mache that he's wearing?
2: Yeah, yes, it is, and every once in a while it it's his job to uh be held accountable for his actions, and so mm-hmm. that is the thing that I have made him so that we can live together in in harmony
0: hmm mm. Interesting.
2: Let's he's see. waking up. Sorry, he's w- <laughs> all right.
0: Okay, is he gonna be okay? Because you knocked him out twice in very, in a very quick fashion. Is is your ex husband gonna be all right?
2: Now I feel like you may be accusing me of uh, anger, um, which some of the ladies at the library have said before, and I stand by my previous statements to say I am a lady who looks out for myself. Mm. Um, And so he's going to be fine. He's going
0: to be fine. Listen, I don't want to question your home life. Seems to be fair. Like you probably should not be living here. This doesn't seem healthy for anyone involved, but that's not my business to question it. Um, it's not,
2: sir. It's no. not, sir.
0: No, I'm curious. If you could say one more thing to Brian, what would you say?
2: Well, I would say I miss you. And I would say if anybody was out there trying to do any harm to you, I wish you would have let me know first because I would have protected him.
0: Oh. That's beautiful. I noticed you have some boxing gloves hanging on your wall. Did you used to be a boxer?
2: I did. Yeah, I did. I, I, um you know, I was the, uh, lady, uh, welterweight champion, um, back in the, back in the day. I was the town, uh, champ. So, you know, I was scrappy.
0: So you really could have protected him if something went down. You could, have. I
2: could, I could have, and people don't know, but you can make all sorts of things. You make a a paper mache gun. You know, you can make different kind of shooters. Make what? And, I'm sorry. Um, um I said gum. I said gum. You can make a gum oh. holder out of um. Now you said you both are on house arrest, so that means you're not going anywhere, right? That means you can't.
0: That's correct. Okay, listen, Marilyn. It. I have a few things. It seems like you have some unresolved issues with anger, maybe, but also with your relationship with Brian. Um, and I think if this podcast can be anything, it can be healing. Mm-hmm. Owen, would you mind if we just acted out what I think the subtext of the relationship was? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, if you don't mind be Marilyn, I'll be Brian. Okay. Okay.
2: You got to really go for it, though, here because last time you know you did you really did it but you gotta really go for it
0: okay let us know at any point if we're not hitting it the nail on the head but um all right okay let's say we're in a party city and you're restocking a shelf um i'm brian i come up to you uh my pretty stringy hair is in a baseball cap but it's like clear i Maybe took a shower today, and maybe my I'm wearing a button up my pants, it's tucked into my pants. Uh, uh, hello, Marilyn, uh, Miss Marilyn.
1: Oh, hello. Um, sorry, let me take my earbuds out. I was feeling a little inspired and listening to Enya. Um,
2: Orinoco Flow, okay, go ahead.
0: er <laughs> uh, Enya, I heard you liked them. I, I got a CD, and um. It's not necessarily my flavor but I'd listen to it if that's what you wish to listen to.
1: I would happily punch out my favorite coworker who may or may not be my ex husband just to share a bowl of oatmeal with you.
2: Now, did you have you been listening to my conversations? Is there any way that Okay, continue.
0: Well, I just um I just wanted to tell you, I think you've got a a body I enjoy. And though I'm a Christian man uh, and I pride myself on my virginity, um, someday I would like to lose that virginity and I'd like to lose it to you.
1: And I would like to be your Jolene.
0: Okay, And you'll have to help me with that reference because I'm not sure what that is in regards to.
1: That's a Dolly Parton song. And I'm not even sure I'm getting it right.
2: It's a good one, it's a good one. You're getting it right.
1: Um, but I, in other words, I'd be happy to um, take your virginity and knock it out.
0: I've never done this before, but uh, I believe I'm legally allowed to call for a citizen's marriage. I would like to wedge you here now. Um, let me just grab one of these plastic rings off of it. I'll get you a real one once I, once I can.
2: Okay, fine. Okay. We, d- okay, fine. Okay. We had a marriage ceremony in the backyard and Karen from the library oversaw the thing. And so we were wed and am I, am I divorced by law yet? No, but okay. We were together and okay. It was, our relationship was beautiful, and you might not understand it, but I did love him so much.
0: Okay. Wow. Hey. Okay, we did something. All right. <laughs> wow. I was curious because it looked like you were wearing a regular wedding ring, and then you would somebody had paper mache over it. Mm-hmm.
1: I noticed that as well. Yes.
2: Yeah. And you know what he did, uh, you know, you know, screw it. I just, I'm going to tell you, he paper mache it over during the ceremony. And I said, would you please use flour instead of Elmer's? Cause you can boil flour and water and that's how you make your glue. And so he did that. So it'd be organic. And I said, I want this to last a long time and I don't want it to mold. So you got to throw some salt in there. So he threw some salt in the mix and now it's kind of just fusing to my finger, but it's quite beautiful. Wow. Now, we still haven't been together, but we, you know, we had our, we had our window.
0: Interesting. How long ago was this before he disappeared?
2: Oh, I'd say about four weeks.
0: Interesting. Okay. So I'm looking at some of the paperwork that the police officer gave me and I saw a wedding photo. I didn't understand it in context. This makes sense now this looks like the only photo taken from your wedding. And I'm looking in the background and it looks like your ex-husband was also there and he's holding a sign that says, I'll get you.
2: You know, he was there, but in the same way that he's, you know, he's here right now, he kept just popping out of, popping out of places. And And we
1: see, and if if I'm looking at that correctly, in the lower corner, Brian is holding a little post-it that says, no, I'll get you.
2: Okay. Yes, that is correct. That is correct. Okay. So
0: there's a chance. Can you can you agree, Marilyn? There is a chance that your we keep calling him your ex, but it it appears to be your legal husband may have done something to hurt Brian. He had motive.
2: Yeah. Okay. If you believe in words like that, yeah, you know what what is the law anyway? But you know, yeah, my, he did. They yeah, I would say that's possible.
0: Is there a chance Brian was on his way to, say, get rid of your husband? You think that may be what he was using that weapon for?
2: I cannot comment on um, things of that nature. Mm. Okay.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, if you can't comment on it, you can't comment on it. I
1: feel like we've got a crack in the case.
0: Yeah.
2: A crack in a, is it the metaphorical case or if it's an actual case, you can use paper mache, say a briefcase. You could paper mache over that. Create sort of like a nice. Okay. Um, okay.
0: You case. know, we don't have to craft over every issue. You sometimes you can't oh, well, craft I've heard over. heard that before. Who'd you hear that from?
2: From the ladies at the library. Hmm. And from Mike. Ex-husband.
0: Yeah. I got a little, uh, I looked up your backstory a little bit. I found you've been disciplined at the library for paper macheing together books.
2: I have. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: They, they just I, wanted to buy new books, but you were like, no, I can fix that. And then you'd paper mache them together. Or if somebody was talking. I the text. Yeah, right over the text. If somebody was talking, you'd take a wet thing of paper mache and slap it in the mouth with it.
2: Well, I would, but you know, that's harmless because it has to dry. You know, you would think if you if you really wanted to paper mache over somebody, you'd have to make sure that they were still first, right? So they'd kind of have to be unconscious. So how harmful is it, you know, that I did that while they were awake anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, the other thing is I believe you did put some people unconscious. A lot of the people who are listening to this may not be able to realize but you are a woman I would say in her if I don't want to judge your mid to late 40s and you are you sound like a very sort of sweet woman. You're quite muscular. You're quite yeah. you're built I would say like a bodybuilder in a lot of ways. So you have the physical power to choke out someone if you wanted to.
2: If I wanted to, yes. You know, which is, you know, but also, you know, that's why I thought maybe Brian would like my help loading up his truck with all of his gear, but he, he refused. So I didn't know if he was being proud or cause I'm very strong, you know? Yeah. I just lifted up. Um, I was trying to move my desk this morning from the uh, indoor patio to the dining room. And there's a little ledge, and instead of, you know, shoving it through the door, I just lifted it up and over. Yeah. So. Wow.
0: I see uh, in the background that a lot of your home seems to have some missing sections as if you were to say pushed a piece of furniture straight through a wall.
2: Well, why would you not, you know, when you have the crafty skills of paper mache and other kinds of, you know, uh, Things at your disposal. Why would you bother with doors when you can just patch that right up?
0: I guess I can't argue with that
2: logic. That is exactly what my ex-husband says.
0: Okay, he hasn't moved in a while. I want to be clear about no, that. No,
2: you know he's fine.
0: <laughs> I've never said. I've never seen a person say he's fine. Rolling their eyes as hard as you just rolled your eyes.
2: Well. He's fine. You know, he's always fine. You know, one time I got so angry with him back in the day that I threw him in a a little kind of hole in our backyard and I paper machine over it. I'm sorry. It's triggering. And He just, you know, he popped right out. It's fine. He's always fine.
0: (laughs) You're crying. You know, initially I thought he was the danger in this situation, but it feels like you are a danger to him and he just will not leave this situation. I'm concerned more for him now.
2: Well, he's a grown man, you know. He's a grown man.
0: <sighs> okay, Marilyn. I mean, this has been incredibly helpful. Yes, uh, Marilyn. You are.
1: Uh, you're you're an example of people wearing many hats, and this has been enlightening.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's nice to be listened to for once, because uh, you know Brian will listen to me, but. Now, you know, Drew sort of had a problem with that. So, thanks for listening. Of course. If you find anything out, would you let me know?
0: Of course.
1: Of course. I mean, please subscribe to this podcast. I know it's not NPR, but we're a close second.
2: And if I subscribe, are people going to be able to um, see that I have a subscription? (laughs) Do I have to pay anything?
1: Not yet
0: no it's a free podcast uh we're still trying to get the patreon off the ground um we're finding some trouble because we haven't posted any of the episodes yet and they're a big stickler on like you need content before you can have a patreon
2: oh well that you know yeah makes yeah. sense but i i got a subscription to women's day once and then they wouldn't stop sending them to my door it's not like that is it
0: no if uh yeah, it's we'll we'll send you an email with all the details about that. Um, okay,
2: my nephew will help me with that.
0: Wonderful. So, great. Um, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time. Do you have anything? Any final statement you'd like to make, or?
2: Well, I would just like to say that you know, just because a man has a uh, a love for crafting, and he seems like he may be a little bit uh. Uh, you know, intense does not mean that he's not a tender soul. So he needs to be found.
0: Okay. I don't know if anyone has thought or said that before. So great. That's great. Thank you so much for your time.
2: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: Coming up on the next episode of True Deception, an improvised true crime.
1: But I will not shut up. I will not be silenced on this issue. Not about papier-mâché, and not about generational wealth. He had hands that were built for papier-mâché. Are you asking money f- from us? Why do you think there was a papier-mâché sword in the? first place. We were surrounded by all other kinds of weapons. There was a throwing star. There was a paper mache gun. That's quite shocking.
0: Artwork provided by Amelia Jane Murphy. You can follow her and purchase her work at amil underscore art on Instagram. Music provided by Kai Ingle. Please subscribe and write us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcast. It really helps the show. You can follow us and contribute at Deception Pod
1: on Instagram and Twitter.